two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. Oh, shit. Sorry, Joe. Wrong one. How dare you? I don't know if you're being serious or not. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both, probably. (laughs) Uh, Well, honestly, I was looking for the the music. And I don't know what happened to it. I had it from that one time we talked about it. And I don't know. Ah, wait a minute. Sorry. Let's take this back again. There's next gen. This music can only mean one thing, people. Tonight's theme <laughs> is Buck Raj. <laughs> no, it is our the Star Trek frontier. episode because if there's These because if the there's one thing, the Starship Enterprise. Oh, I I had to listen to his voice. Oh, you okay. bastard. It's so too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> to you gotta go now. Life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Uh, we would all be red shirts. So, yes, this is, uh, this is black. <laughs> And I'm here this evening. Kelly is holding up something there. I'm not exactly sure what it is because it's going. It's like a the season one box. That that what is that what that is? Nope, that's textual something. Oh, it's a it's a Star Trek textbook. And ah, uh, look Colin. at you. Is that the bridge playset or is that the? Oh, that's the warp. That's the, the, the warp sorry, the transporter room. Set. That's the warp transporter cord. room playset. Warp nice. cord. Warp cord. Oh, warp cord. Never mind. Okay, yep. warp cord. Nice. I've got you all beat. I have a plaster cast of Riker's cock. Oh, damn it. Oh. Well, your camera doesn't work, so. Yeah. <laughs> you can't actually see it, so, oh, well, it doesn't exist. I'm going to have to believe it. It's Riker doing the Riker maneuver, full buck with hanging dong. <gasps> nice poster. That's a oh, sweet poster. This is really good radio as we describe things people are holding up. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I mentioned, this is your friend, Lex. Well, perhaps your friend of me i am joined as always by my co-host art art how are you doing this evening oh i am fantastic because we are talking about motherfucking star trek and i also have a bottle of wine and a beer can with my name on it but i'll get to that later and we also have producer kenny here who is here in protest because this is not about star wars I i like i like star trek too You can like it, it took it took a while for me to get to the Star Trek, but uh, yeah, I've 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 gone through all of Next Gen and Voyager and uh, some of the newer shows I haven't seen. DS Nine, yeah, watch all all of DS Nine, yep. <laughs> and we are joined by a couple of returning guests uh, this evening. I will start with Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hello, everybody. Golf clap. <laughs> And we have our friend Ken as well. Hi, Ken. Huzzah. Huzzah. Ken just wanted to wave at the camera because that really helps with the podcast. So, hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we get started, as always, we will go around the table just to talk about what everybody's drinking or, in Kelly's case, eating. Uh, So, Ken, let's start with you. I'm chasing up. It's a Jim Bean double oaked so once it's finished they put into another oak barrel for a few more months so give them the shot dang salute Mm. those crazy bastards at jim beam damn right there (laughs) 
What about you, Kelly? I am because, as always, I have to go back to work when we're done here. So <clears throat> I have a lovely sparkling green tea with pineapple juice beverage, but you can't see it with my virtual background. Well, what what show are you uh, are you what show are you busy uh, hunting down copyright for now? I cannot disclose anything, or I shall have to kill you. Good Just tell NBA. me uh, who the main actor is. <laughs> no. Is that a dog in the background? No, that's her pizza she's holding up. Oh, okay. I thought it was a dog for a second. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's a like dog. A it's a piece of pizza. It's not making any noise. <laughs> I'm muting myself when I chew. What kind of pizza is that? Uh, it is a mushroom pepperoni pizza with a garlic uh, crust. I believe it's from Domino's, that fine little Domino's. Italian eatery. Si, senor. Pizza, pizza. Oh, wait, that's Little Caesars. Yeah. Uh, Kenny. Yeah. What are you yeah. drinking? Well, I fired up the old replicator and uh, I am having a Samarian sunset. I like it when you tap the glass because it goes from clear to orange. God damn it, Ken. I love how you always find these topical ways of tying it in. It's my new <laughs> thing. Loved it. That was good. I like Otherwise, it. it's just I'm drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade, guys. Dang, why did I make some Earl Grey tea? Ah, such a bad trip. And, uh, and Art, how is your Modelo this evening? I'm all out of it, actually. So, <laughs> oh, there it uh, is. believe it or not, I, I don't have any more. Um, but to to follow up on Ken's, I am having a Romulan ale fizz. Mm. Nice, very nice. Well, I am very uh, cranberry this evening because uh, we are getting into the holiday season shortly. So I have, so I am washing down some ocean spray cranberry juice with my cranberry vodka. Oh mm. god! It is uh, it is very very red. You're Blood never going to get a UTI. Yeah, dude, you're going to be peeing clear so much. It's going to be yeah. great. No kidding. Your, your urethra is going to be fit as a fiddle. <laughs> Everything else is going to hell, though. Uh, nope, yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> so, um, so as we discussed at the top of the hour, uh, we are talking about Star Trek this evening, and I am leading us off. Um, I am doing so under protest. I'm doing so under protest because the topic that Kenny assigned me, while interesting, was not my first choice. And <laughs> apparently he did not assign my topic to anybody else either, uh, because I was going to ask you all uh, how you would, quote unquote, solve the Kobayashi Maru. But apparently Kenny thought that a Star Trek themed episode uh, shouldn't that that question would go, would go over too many people's heads. So, Well, look, I, I, I will jump into Ken's <laughs> because there is only really one way to beat the Kobayashi Maru, which is what Kirk did. So anybody who answers other than that, you're going to be wrong. So I what are we going to do? Everything. Give the same answer? I would fuck everything. Uh, yeah, of course you did. Um, could <laughs> you just tell me? Ferengis, you would, name it. Would you fuck the Kobayashi Maru? In all in all their orifices. <laughs> don't don't ever run for office. <laughs> but that is neither here nor there because that is not my topic this evening. My topic is well a very important one to Star Trek: the Prime Directive, necessary or bullshit. So I am of the mindset that it's kind of bullshit because. Do they do they ever really adhere to it? Yeah, in in a nutshell, they do, but but not really. It's it's only when it's convenient for the plot. <laughs> only when it's convenient for the plot. Exactly. It's I almost you know what the aliens helped us build the pyramids of Egypt, so why shouldn't we go ahead and help other alien planets out there? And you know what. I don't care what anybody says. It was the aliens who helped us build it. The guy with the crazy hair on ancient aliens told us so. So that is the reason that the great pier pyramid of Giza is standing. Thank you very much. So I think it is complete horseshit, the prime directive, because it's, as Art mentioned, is convenient for the plot. But, you know, it, 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 it's like this asshole who... Uh, um, I've, I forget what the name of the show is, but it's on Netflix right now, who uh, befriended an octopus and then 
and then watched it get partially devoured by like a little shark and like just let it happen after he after he was the only person in history who made friends with a fucking octopus he stabbed it right in the back fuck him and fuck the prime directive that's what i have to say wait a minute what is the show <laughs> it's something about an octopus <laughs> you want me just to google netflix octopus yes because it'll pop up <laughs> oh my god this is okay uh, why why Netflix, why oh is it my octopus teacher i think it is i i, I told you it popped right up um okay i'm gonna have to look <laughs> this up because uh, you know animal cruelty aside uh it just uh it sounds like it really struck a chord with you so <laughs> but then again that is the prime directive that is why it's complete bull hockey because because like oh we we have to let these we have to let nature take its course. Fuck you. That's what I have to say. Well, what, what I want to say is I like that they literally only waited seven episodes before they pretty much said, fuck the prime directive <laughs> in episode seven of season one justice. When will Wheaton, that dumb shit that he is falls over the flower beds on the planet full of love making weirdos and peaceful people they're like, oh, well, sorry, he broke the rule and now he gets to die. And it's just the way it is. And then that was the first time they broke the prime directive. So I like that in an hour and a half pilot followed by hour long episodes, you know, they took all this time to set up how how uh, righteous they were to follow this and only to dismantle it early on. Now, I would actually, though, I, I would say that maybe they did that tactically as proof that, you know what? We got this this character, this captain, and his his fleet of people who do follow the rules, but he's kind of a bad boy, and he'll break the rules when necessary. And he'll go to he'll go to the mat for the people that are close to him. I don't know. I think the Prime Directive is one of those. You know, there's a lot of happy wish fulfillment in Star Trek. You know, it's one thing that I it's what I love the most about the show is this very whimsical view of the future where things have been eradicated, such as poverty, hunger, and all this other stuff. And it's now people can focus on education and uh, just exploration and creativity. But this is the one part of it that's a bit too optimistic for me to believe, that there would actually be a set of doctrines that would dictate we are better than so many other civilizations that we can effectively play God and choose not to. And I, I just, I have trouble buying into it. I've always had a little bit of an issue with it myself. So I agree with you. I think I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's bullshit. I just think it's unenforceable because it's unrealistic. Kelly or Ken? I, I'm going to go with the prime directive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that one of the finishing moves in the three-dimensional chest? <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Continue on before Lex rudely interrupted you. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think it's bullshit, but at the same time, it has played back and forth. Yes, I feel like in that episode seven, Wesley was an idiot. Oh my God, he tripped over the flower bed. Now he has to die. But in an advanced society, as the Federation would have been, they would have known the rules before going down there. And I think that's when they simply said hey we're not really part of this we really could blow the shit out of you so we're going to just pull our people away um i think the prime directive is a good guideline for pre-warp stories like the individual places they visit when they don't have warp drive and all that good stuff but honestly it's a it's a good medium uh definitely not bullshit but there's definitely like yeah you know life over liberty and all that shit and i think that's where they pull it yeah, I just want to chime in on that. I, I actually agree. I think that it's it's very much in place and affecting for societies that are behind. But when you're talking about people that are just as advanced, if not more, then I, I have to call shenanigans that, mm -hmm. yeah, that that that's planet of peace and pleasure. They knew what was up, what the deal was. You're right. Starfleet should have known. They will, <laughs> willfully went in ignorant about it. Um, but that doesn't mean that they can't be like, you know, fuck you guys. We're going to take our kid and we're not extradition. So peace. Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. But, but this takes me back to, to my octopus example. It, it's like, like you know, <laughs> if we're going to talk about 
Okay. So take for instance. Oh, can you ask it without crying, Joe? I just want to know. <laughs> take for instance a show like Firefly. Let's say that you had a peace-loving culture, you know, full of great people, you know, but they were it was an agrarian society. Are you trying to say that if a force like the Reavers were going to invade them, you know, rape, murder, mutilate? and such that you wouldn't help them prepare. You wouldn't help arm them. You would just say, ah, you're a bunch of farmers. You're fucked. Bye. Well, I want to, I want to refer back to see, I'm wondering where the, the thing about the prime directive works here, because I don't believe it was an infraction of the prime directive. And I can't remember the episode, but the number specifically, but it was the one that was incredibly insensitive to Irish Americans and Colm Meany was really not happy with it. But it's oh, where yes. they go and they get in the entire planet of people because there's going to be a solar flare or some shit. And they're essentially like 18th century Irish migrant farmers as a society. And it's this cartoon version of the feisty redhead, you know, daughter who is just like, oh, you will not be having me hand Will Riker, you know, and her drunk father <laughs> who's just like, oh, Picard, I love you, no whiskey. You know, it's it. But they took those Lately. people on Starfleet orders. And they migrated them. So I guess like where where's the line? So I, that might be more analogous to your to your, you know, your uh, query that you posed. But I think that it just depends on the situation. Case by case basis. Well, yeah. Which is the problem with it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Joe. I think exactly in your teaching, my the octopus, my teacher, I feel like it's a true example of what the prime directive does. I can observe. I can interact. But when it comes to the nature of their own society, I got to let the fuck happen. You know what? If I'm That's the exactly first what person, I mean, he, he wasn't going to supposed to save the octopus. He didn't have to. Just like, hey, I'm going to understand what octopus does, and I'm not part of your world, and just get eaten by a shark. If I'm the first person to befriend an octopus, and a little shark that's like half my size swims up to it and starts to eat the fucking thing, I am fucking it up. That's all I can say. Well, what if the octopus and him had a fight and you just didn't see that in the footage? You know, what if they were on the outs, okay? Maybe the octopus was a dick. They were on a break. They were on a break. We were on a break. I I caught you doing that hentai porn to my girlfriend, you son of a bitch, you know? I I don't know. It was one of the, any of these things could have happened. Kelly, what do you think? Uh, I think I'm in agreement with everybody, everything that everybody else said here too. Um, It, started out as guidelines and you got to go by case by case, culture by culture, planet by planet as to what's happening. Um, If a culture is about to do themselves in, well, that's the, that's natural selection, I guess. That's the way the ball bounces, the cycle of life. I don't know. Um, I, not that I want to get political, but isn't the U.S. thinking we can always go into some other country and make it better and whatever? And then when we leave, that's okay. hold on. I gotta get my Team America World Police song <laughs> up <laughs> because that's essentially yes. <laughs> I mean, here. So as our art was saying, you know, um, for cultures that we that the the, the you know crew would go and visit that was less far less superior i mean we're if we like say a a culture doesn't have the wheel yet right and they're struggling along with square tires on their cart or you know whatever and we can show them that are we robbing the people who would have figured it out on their own that opportunity to figure that out on their own so i don't know it's a guideline you got to go case by case um and why would we be trying to do, you know, helping out a society that's more advanced than ours? I mean, clearly we would need their help, right? Because we're nice. That's why. <laughs> we're going to be dumbing what, them down. Some, what, you think the little guys never helped the big guy before? Jeez, Kelly. <laughs> we have rockets that take off from, you know, Cape Canaveral. And they'll be like, what? We have these space. I mean, so. We use liquid fuel. Be like. Oh, do you now? No, that's right. cute. Exactly. You get to space on dead animals, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Kenny? Uh, this is a good one.
Okay. All right. So fucking off with the prime directive. Go ahead, Ken. So I'm gonna say that that was a very good 10 minutes. Um, in fact, it's a great topic to open this show and uh, fuck your other topics. So everybody gets points, but just. <laughs> Hey, suck on my balls, baby. You didn't get any points. Let, let me say something real quick, though. Um, back at the whole octopus example, I have not seen that, so I can't really, you know, I don't know exactly what happened there. But that octopus, in the analogy that you're using, would be like an alien life form coming to us. And we're out of our hiding and we're interacting with this alien life form. And then, you know, a shark comes up and eats us. You know what? It is really nice to know that we wouldn't normally be, we wouldn't normally be interacting with it, but this alien life form came and we're like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to hide from the sharks anymore. The aliens are here. So what producer Kenny is saying (laughs) is that he would side with the government agents and not E.T., well, yeah. <laughs> and also, I just want to say, Joe, if, <laughs> Joe it, was, was this was the murder of this octopus friend? Was that like the end of the movie? <laughs> did we know if the I, octopus Did you died? literally just ruin it? Like, so there's died. no point for us. I, I, I don't think he actually died. He was just maimed. Oh, sure. So then he's what, like a fucking six legged octopus? <laughs> he's a. <laughs> He just he just goes around in a circle. He's a sextopus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, what's your topic? Takes two off one side, he just goes in circles like Nemo, right, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly, what's your topic? My topic. Oh, Worst shit. Star Trek episode ever. Oh. So, so hard to choose from. Well, you go ahead. <laughs> How dare you? Wait, but this is across all of them, right? Yeah, all of them. All correct. Of them. Yes, mm-hmm. you can choose whatever. Which you know, choose your own adventure. Um, okay. mine would have to be uh. I'm going to pick this one just because it has scarred me so much as a child because it was probably one of the first original series episodes I saw. And uh, it just so happens to be episode one of season uh, one. This was the very first, so I guess it's the pilot, right? Um, there was this pilot or a first one. It said episode one, season one. So I'm assuming that's well, a pilot. I mean, I don't know. There might, there might have been an unaired pilot. Um, uh, well, suffice to say, it's the first one. So yeah. It's called The Man Trap. Ah, okay. I think that is the first episode of the original series, yeah. Yeah. So, there is this lady who happens to turn into a monster, and she sucks the salt content out of your body, and then the dead person is left with these giant rings from her suction cups all over their body, and that terrified me as a child, because I am someone that likes a lot of salt just in general, Um, and I ate a, a obscene amount of salt on my food as a child and no i did not have high blood pressure i have very low blood pressure so but i was i i have a very active imagination and so i thought she was going to come find me when i was sleeping and suck all the salt out of my body and kill me i was absolutely terrified once after i saw the episode i was like what is this horror show i like that you're picking an episode because it scares you and for no other reason (laughs) Yes, it was very, it was very terrifying. So to me, that was the worst episode um, because it had affected me for so long. Um, so that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. Gentlemen, who's next? All right, so I'm going to... At the risk of losing my option, I'm going to let people go. I'm going to risk potentially having my, my choice being picked. You won't lose your option because I'm going to cheat, actually, uh, because uh, because Kenny has already uh, not given me points. So <laughs> fuck him. I'm going off topic here. I am yeah, great. Uh, I am going uh, not episode, but with the movies. Uh, I am okay. going Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, the reason being is <laughs> everybody and their fucking mom knew that Benedict Cumberbatch was was Khan, and J.J. Abrams like, nope, he's not Khan, he's not Khan, he's not Khan, and then halfway into the movie, yeah, he's Khan, yeah. <laughs> so what makes that you the are, worst? You are just <laughs> as bad as, as as the fucking shark and diver who 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 hurt that poor octopus. It is. <laughs> It is a crime. I think we need an octopus movie. episode just for Joe. Oh, I, I'm loving this common <laughs> theme. <Already> octopus. <laughs> it is a crime against humanity 
that you tried to play off that Benedict Cumberbatch, who, who is a great actor, and the film was not was not bad per se, but was not con. Dude, own up to it. So Get that's just the marketing of the movie. That has nothing to do with the actual movie itself. Huh? I said that has nothing to do with the movie itself. That's just bad marketing, in your opinion. Exactly. So what makes it's that the, the worst thing you saw? It, it you was, know what? His argument is this: is as sound as yours because you were a scared little girl. It doesn't <laughs> matter. At least it, 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 to me, that was the worst because yeah. I was terrified. So there was something. So you could have watched episode. any episode and been terrified and called it the worst. Oh, true. And I would have picked that episode. If there you was could have honestly watched the fucking Tribble episode, which is hands down the funniest one of the entire oh, of canon, yeah. so and been cute. like, oh, that it's like Critters, cute. except on TV. <laughs> Tribbles, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is con, and uh, yeah, right. it's all horse. Joe, would you would Tribbles. you fuck con? Huh? Would no, you fuck but, con? No, no, but I would fuck a triple. Okay, great. Thank you. I'm gonna say an octopus, but okay. Okay, Ken, what about you? Uh, it has to be the last episode of Enterprise. Ah, oh, 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 right. Yes, I remember watching that a oh, while ago. Yeah. I think I saw it once, and then I never saw it again. That's um, was... Picard. No, who was it? Uh, no, it's the one well, with Scott was... Bakula, right? No, no, yeah, but so yeah, it was, the... it was like a but flashback. It was Will Riker going back and. He's playing the last episode, but he's in a he's on the fucking holodeck and he's just playing along inside the scene of the show. So they completely wrote a Star Trek The Next Generation episode and attached the holograms of Enterprise. And I thought it killed the entire. It was one of my favorite, even though there's a lot of time travel in it. I actually really liked Enterprise, but they they decided, well, everyone loved it. So we're just going to really chop its head off and make sure that it never grows back. I mean, it they they wiped the floor with that last episode. They pulled it it made no sense. Wow. It had no closure to the series. It was just ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, as uh, the final episode, yeah. season four, episode 22, these are the voyages where it's uh, in the future with Riker trying to clear his mind and relives the last mission of the first Enterprise on the holodeck. Yep. Wow. This episode, if you're going to close the prequel this is a yeah. show before Kirk and everybody else. The last episode, episode should have created an entry point into the Star Trek series. It should have had a closure about Admiral, whatever, you know, his whole like lineage into mm-hmm. Star Trek. But no, they decided, no, oh, fuck you. We don't care about you. We're just going to write a stupid episode oh. with. Well, that's why at least they only went for four seasons. So imagine going through that if you commit it for like six, seven, eight years. And then that's how they cut you off. Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Oh, just finished that a couple of weeks ago. What's that? Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, uh, we'll talk about that another time. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm still waiting for Joe to really unload on that. He, He has not unloaded, but. That is too far in the past for today's episode. If Joe unloads, make sure his screen is off like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, ah, before, we to, uh, before we get to, to Art's answer here, I, I just have to say the Picard saying you may test that assumption at your convenience. One of my favorite memes on Facebook is, is, is saying that that's Picard's way of saying Fuck around and find out. Yeah, fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's the medieval way of saying fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Try me. Go bitch. ahead, Art. Bring it. Okay. So for me, uh, look, I'm always going to go to TNG as my primary source material because it's what I grew up with. It's what I've loved. And I've gone through the series easily like 10 times front to back. Uh, so for me, the hands down worst episode in the history of canon that I have seen from that series and others is season seven, episode 14 sub Rosa, which is the ghost episode with fucking Dr. Crusher having an affair with some ghost from the scotch mist in the fog on her family's ancient home because someone didn't light a candle or some shit. It was the most ridiculous fucking 42 minutes I've ever sat through 
every single time I've gone through this show. And look, there's plenty of episodes that are flawed in different ways. This one flaws on every single possible level. And it's ridiculous story. And the best part about it is it was directed by John Frakes. So Riker, then again, he's never really stood out as a really great director. (laughs) He's not a... I'm just saying, he, look, he's he's had a couple of things, but look, he's also had a lot of not so not so memorable things. Uh, I mean, like it's it goes half and half, I think, with him. You know, it's just I don't know, but that was definitely that was a big shit the bed moment for me in the entire canon was Sub Rosa. It was subpar and sub suck my nuts. That was definitely a filler episode. But uh also I will say that was the last episode he directed for TNG. So really? I don't know if there's a reason behind that. Well, but it he was went season to go, seven, but he ended, so yeah, Shut up. Ended, they had yeah. another season. But he again he went to do the movies, he created Borg Vision. He, he did do Picard. first contact, he did do insurrection, um, he did some Deep Space Nine and Voyager, and then he went off to do a bunch of other stuff. Was he uh, also came back for Picard as a host? He did come reality. back for a couple of Picards, which I, I saw one of them. I'm still working my way through Picard. Um, so I didn't know that he directed it until the end. So, but you know what? Christ, I mean, the guy's had like 20 some, 30 some years of practice since then. So I'll, I'll give him, I'll yeah. give him some experience. Break. What was the show he, he was on like reality or fiction or something like that? Oh, no. It was like where he was sitting in a chair and then he'd stand yeah. up and he, like his, he, he was the host of something. At the end of the episode, you had to guess if the stories he told were real or false. Oh, yeah, it was like mi- unsolved mystery kind of thing. I think it's Mysteries scary. Unknown, isn't it? I can't remember. Maybe it was He's Mysteries great on there, Unknown. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ken. You know what? I would just this. I need to find it. Oh, Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. Factor Fiction, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Roswell. I'm impressed that everybody uh, picked some different uh, franchise of Star Trek here. Uh, I was very expecting new gen, next gen across the board. Um, One of my personal least favorite episodes is uh, somewhere, I think it's the first few episodes of season two, like Deanna Troy, doesn't she get like impregnated by a ghost or something or that gets- was that was a couple seasons in, yeah. Like it was an alien comes in, impregnates her, and then she gets she gives birth within like a matter of days. Yeah, and the kid suddenly starts growing, and it's this alien just testing a human's life cycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like she gets so committed and so connected yeah, to it, he does that he does. it was. It was the TV version of, of a birth narrative. It was just so fast. I yeah. wanted something other than what was happening to happen so bad. Like even the B story <laughs> was bad. Like, I don't know. It was a, it was a bad episode, uh, but uh, that hit close. Um, man, I'm really impressed. Everybody picked a different genre. I was going to give it to just whoever picked the next gen, but um, yeah. So Ark gets the points. Yeah, boy. You are about to enter the world of strange truth. A hey, world that's the not line Riker. Between... Hold on. Wait, wait. Who the hell's hosting this? Riker's supposed to away. host this show. I liked him in Gargoyles. The Disney show? Yeah, he played the voice of the villain, the, the human villain. I did not know that. He was the millionaire. I used to watch that show. Ah, here we go. Listen to that piano. Wow, that's so intense. And here voice. comes Riker the man. Things aren't always what they seem to be. Some things <laughs> are beyond belief. <laughs> he, he, he looks the same. He walks the same. He is the same. I'm just glad to see that apparently Jonathan Frakes, the man, is Will Riker. And Will Riker is Jonathan Frakes, the man. So back so, in the in the nineties, there uh there was this was in the late nineties. Um, we had uh we, we were at a uh, I don't know a flea market or whatever, and um we picked up a Star Trek: The Next Generation CD-ROM game for the PC, and uh, it was yeah. it was it wasn't even like a game. Like there was it was just like you could walk around the Enterprise. It was it was all like you know where they kind of like cut the the video out and put it like in 
imposed that on to like you know cg backgrounds or whatever oh yeah and Riker is sitting there like with with his his hand on his hip and his elbow on like the the banister just staring at Picard's ass until you go and click on him. And then he stands up and he says, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And then he goes back and he puts his elbow on the banister, hand on the hip, and just stares at Picard's ass the whole time. Wow. <laughs> it's the best. Welcome to the 90s. See if I can find it. Who's oh, that? I'm, I'm looking for it myself. <laughs> Let me see I if I can see a find frame it. of that. I love the Riker sit, though. Mm. Art's next. Oh, is it me? Oh, I see the one you're <laughs> see the image you're talking about. Are you? <laughs> yeah, he's just Picard standing there looking so serious. These graphics, by the way, are terrible. Uh, and what's it called? His, Riker looks very cherubic, and he's literally staring right at fucking at Picard's ass. It's wonderful. Uh, that is from a final unity, uh, which is known as the quote unquote perfect Star Trek gaming experience. <clears throat> so we'll go with that uh yeah so it's my turn huh so it's time for a dinner a dinner party for two if you could sit down and have dinner with any character from any of the star trek canon and uh, uh jesus christ wow wine and beer any anything star trek character anything from wherever who would you sit down and have dinner with for me Sorry if I'm taking this from anybody, you will but be. I'd have to sit down with fucking Q. Yay. I would need to sit down with the the omniscient, omnipotent, all-knowing everything before time, through time, after time being, I would need to know answers. Now, at the same time, I know that Q probably wouldn't give me answers because Q's kind of a dick, but at the same time, Q is hilarious. So I would have fun with him fucking around with me, waving his cock in my face proverbially. You know, I think it'd be kind of fun to sit there and have him transport me to a battlefield in France. And all of a sudden we're on moon. And then all of a sudden we're floating in space and our little dinner tables there and our appetizers and tapas are floating away. And all the while he's regaling me with his, his little quips. I, I think that could be a very fun experience. And Sure, after an hour and a half dinner, I might only know maybe one or two things I didn't know before, but it would be an experience. So Q is my choice. That's I know I might have stole one. yours, Kenny, so I'm sorry, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll um, pass to somebody else until Ken gets to think of someone else. Dang, man, I'm trying to think myself. Oh. I don't want to pick Will Wheaton. I don't want to pick Wesley because I had a crush on him. I wrote him. He's the only. Well, then you could have, you could pick him in. This is your time for a blind date. Oh, yes. Okay. I'll pick him. Cause I, he's but just remember, here's the deal though. A letter to. Here's what? the deal though. Then you have to say like Wesley Crusher when he's in Starfleet. So it's not illegal. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> and we'll have our date on the holodeck. Oh, he was so dreamy back then. Woo! <laughs> go on tell us how that would go yeah i want to hear more about this date uh. <laughs> well we would probably be a table for two on the beach with a beautiful ocean and sunset and palm trees and we can talk about whatever he wants to talk about and then we talk about, about whatever pops up oh yeah and then uh, maybe it would end with a nice dessert of Will we loads? Or um, there's some sort of like <laughs> Or you guys are dicks and we'd actually have a nice time <laughs> No, no, no There's some attack on the ship Everything, you know, the alarms are going off We get trapped in the holodeck and then we have like a whole, we're, we're trying to get out and help the crew no no what's gonna happen is they attack the ship and it just so happens that you two are stuck in one of those like always failing shuttles and so you guys oh, yeah. you guys got like an hour and a half of air left you know you can't get in touch with the enterprise you've got this beacon out there but the neutrinos it's not enough and like you know you start talking about the old school and it's getting a little hot you know i don't know maybe it's not because it's space but 
Yeah. Well, no, it, it would because they're inside the shuttle and it is still climate controlled. So you'd basically do the cabin in the woods, thing, or no, sorry, the cabin fever thing where you'd probably say, well, if you know you're going to die, then maybe you just want to fuck the first person nearby. What the fuck right, are Will? we doing right now? What is this? I don't, I don't know. I, I've been drinking and yes, you have. We're making Star happen. Trek fan fiction porn on the I fly. Am, but also remember the I beer that I'm drinking is called Art is Hard. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it should be no surprise to anybody where my mind is at the moment. <laughs> Who's next? Ooh, All right, Lex, what do you got? Who would you be fucking in your uh, Star Trek dinner fantasy? So I've been thinking and part of me wanted to say Armus uh, because because uh, he was just a dick and it'd be kind of interesting to get his, you know, he's the guy who killed Tasha Yar, that uh, big black blob. And it's not because oh, I'm one yeah, of- that's right. Yeah, the 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 entity, the, the malicious entity. Yes. Yeah, it's not because I want to fuck him, but... <laughs> you know things happen but uh it's not a convincing one but i'm really attracted to him but uh i i i know he's wet already so oh Oh. (laughs) all right if i had game show music i'd play it because you just won we were were making ground there you know what remember everybody listening this shit is free (laughs) <laughs> and we have now crashed the ship. So there's that. <laughs> you know what? I would have to say that um, I would like to have dinner. Um, I believe it was, well, would have had to have been on the holodeck uh, with Data, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, Stephen Hawking, wow. and Albert Einstein. Uh, because I would want to, um, you know, I think it would other? be. Very interesting to talk with some of the greatest minds in history. And if uh, and if it just so happened that we were playing cards and I were to win, well, it would be a, uh, you know, I'd be able to pat myself on the back that I wiped the floor with uh, with uh, some of the greatest minds in history. So I would have to say those uh, those schmucks. <laughs> Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking would kick your ass you know in what? both cards and BBJ. You know what? Data is still alive, but Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, and now Stephen Hawking are all dead. So one one point Lex. That was great. Um, After Stephen Hawking died, uh, there was a already then there was a great joke. uh, um, uh, Wait, wait, hold on a second, Lex. I just want to pause and I want you to really (laughs) think about this. You said these two things in the same sentence, Stephen Hawking dying and a great joke. So I want you to think before you. Oh, he's been dead a few years. He's been dead a few years. It's okay. Oh, statute of limitations is up. All right, go ahead. Talk about, talk about our favorite roller skating Uh, physicist. It was, uh, what were Stephen Hawking? And it was the, uh, windows closing music. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> wonder your video camera doesn't work tonight. Access denied. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Kenny. Go ahead, Ken. All right. So it's actually a tie. Uh I would love to get a beer and hang out with O'Brien. Ah, yes. Um, uh, but I like Kelly had a crush on at least, or at least a fascination of one of the characters of DS9. It was Dax, but the, the, uh, the crush leaped over to Ezra. I'm like, how do you make Dax hotter by giving it to Ezra? Cause Ezra was hotter than Dax. And I was like, you know, I'd like to go on a date with Ezra, see how like her entire lifespan has been and how long she can last with, you know, talk to me and all that stuff. How long she can last talking to you. Uh Uh-huh talking to you nice my friend of mine i grew up with she was uh the body double for um uh the actress that played dax oh wonderful yeah so she was like oh my god it was the best it was the best thing on set all the time so yeah anytime you didn't see like her actual head and you saw body parts it was my friend 
that's so loud in my truck when I play that. Whenever you play that, it's like the loudest <laughs> sample you have. No, I don't know. I think uh, I could probably find a louder one. Give me some time. Go on, Kenny. Ken, How does that shake out, out for with, you? Ken, you would rather hang out with Dax than Seven of Nine? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's either going to come down to uh, Picard, because, I mean, come on, um, or uh, Deanna Troy, you know. Because, like, come on. Amos picked Troy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, man, who gets the points there? I'm going to have to go with Kelly with the West on the crush thing, because uh, that's... And and Ken's gonna get points for that too because we're we're all three going for crushes here. The crush on one of us. Poke, 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 and poke, I get poke, points poke, too. Yep, cool story, bro. I would fuck a big a big black tar monster, and I still can't get any love here. Terrible. <laughs> Tough to get nipples, doesn't it? You know, we could really set Joe up terribly by uh cutting out all of his words to make him say really really terrible things oh look trust me yeah you mean like they did with with chef yes. on south park i yes. will totally do that one day to joe it's got lots I will of black make you... oh dude i will make you say the worst things you know that that form you wanted kenny and i to sign it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how nice we treated you you're, you're gonna you're gonna get it oh boy uh, we'll All right, who's saving us? Who's taking us out, Ken? To your yeah, children. <laughs> so I'm very impressed about, you know, everyone's fascination with uh, Star Trek considering the last episode was on was Harry Potter and some people had no idea what Harry Potter was. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, my original topic was, can, can a Star Trek series survive without using time travel? <laughs> Well, and I, and I do not think Star Trek in any form or fashion can never survive an entire series or season without using time travel. Well, define because time travel because are we talking about wormholes? You go back in the past or in the future. Well, are we talking about wormhole, wormholes and such, or are we doesn't matter. Just however the mechanism they're they're going through time forwards or backwards. So this is what I'm going to go with. Here's my defense. In Enterprise, the last season was practically all time travel of seeing 900 years in the future. Let's go to the very first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, going back in the past with Q. How mm-hmm. many times did they go to the future? How many times did they go to the past? San Francisco? Yeah, Time Zero uh, and all that stuff, yeah. DS9, my favorite episode when it comes to time travel is DS9, and it was the, the Brooks. It was the... Uh, uh, the, the the riots. Mm. Oh, in the city when they the riots episode when they went into the city. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was that. like turn of the century. That was yeah. like a two part. So it was, it was, and then all of Discovery, I, the I new Discovery show is. Uh, I can't ruin it for no, you. No, you won't. Go uh, ahead. I'm. Just... So there's a plethora, and the whole concept is all time travel, and now Picard season that two. Hold. <laughs> haven't finished season one so we're gonna hold on season two so we're gonna go ahead and skip that well, season two hasn't that. dropped yet huh season two hasn't come out yet yeah but i haven't seen the rest of season one i've only gotten halfway through oh okay but so all right two. suffice to say there's numerous and examples is the point well i figured he would um but the point is there's numerous examples throughout the star trek canon where they play with time does star trek make it better using time travel or not can they actually survive without using time travel and i feel like they cannot do a successful season or series without having time travel involved what do you guys think well judging by the dead air i'm gonna jump in and i will agree (laughs) that time travel is a a unfortunate necessity but at the same time more often than not it ends up being some of the more fun episodes. And the reasoning is simple, is that they're just taking the supposition that, look, this shit, depending on where in the Star Trek line you are, it's either in like, what, 2200 AD all the way to 23 and 24. 
Um, so by that point, they're just sort of going with time travel will have happened in some way or form, or there is an access to it. The physics has changed, whatever. Now, you know, whether or not that's done with controlled circumstances ethically all the time, uh, you know, forgetting about Q and wormholes, it's like if there's actually a time travel machine, um, putting that aside, I think the fact that they use that, it's it's twofold. One, it's highlighting the, the possibilities of the future, which is a huge fantasy. Most people fantasize about time travel one way or another at some point in their life or another. Don't you wish you could go back, blah, blah, blah. The other thing they can do is story-wise, it creates an environment that might be more immediately relatable to the audience because now we're seeing things that are familiar with characters that are also familiar in a setting that is unfamiliar to them. So, and then lastly, production-wise, that allows them to have at least one cheaper production <laughs> where now they could just use what's around uh, depending on the setting. But no, I don't think they could ever get by with a season or let alone an entire series without ever dipping in the time travel because it creates an opportunity to have some interesting drama, some interesting twists and intrigue. Uh, and, you know, uh, half the time they all play fast and loose with it and with paradox and all this shit because the average rank and file viewer isn't going to sit down and watch it and be like, well, hang on a second here. Let's look at the actual, you know, directional flow of time and how they, you know, no one's going to sit there and wonder about it. They're going to be the people who, you know, back to the future is how time travel works. Ergo, it works that way in Star Trek. It's fine. So I think it's a tool that they need and a tool they will always use. So I don't think they could do it without it. Mm. Now we move to our NASA representative slash scientist emeritus. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think it depends on how long they plan on doing the series. So they have plans to do a short-lived series. Um, you, you'll have, you have, you have a tighter, tighter timeline in trying to get the stories across, um, if they've got it mapped out. So say they're going to do four seasons. Um, I don't think time travel would necessarily be needed because there'd be so much more that they needed to cram into those four seasons. Now, if they wanted to, you know, nine seasons or whatever, then, um, I think in that respect, probably not because you're after so many seasons, I mean, we've all watched how many TV series in the past that after so many seasons, it starts to get stale and they need to start shaking things up again. So that could be, you know, a way that writers um, want to shake things up or um, add more dimension to the series. So if it's going to be a short, shorter series, I don't think you necessarily need it because there's um, too much to get in, in say like four seasons or whatever. But if it's going to be longer, I think you would need it just because you need more stories to tell. So. There's my short answer. No, I kind of agree with that because if you think four seasons, at least at one point in those four seasons, you're going to have to utilize a tool like time travel. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where I'm going with the fact that a series is going to have time travel no matter what because Star Trek has created that element of, hey, this is a fun toy. We can play with Plus it. Plus they can because, I mean, the whole the whole Star Trek world, I mean, they, they are so much more advanced in what their technology can do that they have the ability to do time travel. Whereas you know, other space movies or, or whatnot don't. So I think Star Trek just set themselves up that, not that Gene Broddenberry was thinking about that when he created it, but um, because they have such advanced technology, yeah, why not use it for, for time travel? One of my favorite episodes in NTNG is, is, has an element of time travel in it. And um, it's the one where they start playing, they start off while they're, they're all playing cards and then a big disaster happens. They all go to the bridge and the loop. Oh, it's the yeah, loop. The loop. <clears throat> the, the loop. Yeah. Yeah. It's where they start determining yeah. what and, data's uh, gonna deal. Yeah. It's just a good episode. You know, it's great. You know, they went they went the, the whole like first Solid. part. They went to commercial break, you know, and you come back and it starts all over again. The loop starts all over again. You're like, oh, this is this is good. And it's a little different. And it's like, cause you know, it's, <laughs> it's a great. I don't know what do you call it. It's not a MacGuffin, but it's a vessel. It's a vessel to tell a story. Joe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, yes, and it's fun to see those characters in a different setting or environment, right. whether in, they're out of time. Yeah. Well, now that just takes me to it's not necessarily a time travel episode, but it's just it does take place in another time period. But it's the uh, 
the Royale where they get stuck on that planet and they're in that casino from some pulp novel in the fifties or sixties. Um, and just yeah, Data's that. crushing the dice back in the right yeah. He's like Data and... does like he's like oh these these dice are not weighted correctly, and he corrects it. But because Joe's camera's off and he very well could be sleeping, we forgot that he's here. So Joe, what is your answer to this? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I was kind of hoping that you wouldn't come to me just because I've uh, you're naked um, now, aren't you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Joe. That's really great. Good, good setup you got there. Uh, just no, keep no, going. No. Just answer the goddamn so, question. My question is, is time travel, does it kind of relate to alternate timelines as well? Because it's... I would say so. That's time travel related, right? Because if that's the case, I feel that one of the best Star Trek TNG episodes, and I don't, and I don't remember the, the name off the top of my head, but um, was the one, where, I believe it was Tasha Yar's first appearance after she died uh at the hands uh-huh. of argus uh the one where um basically a ship appeared and they came into contact with it and it set off an entirely different alternate timeline where only yeah. goldberg's character who i don't remember off the top of my head her name um diamond thank you diamond you're, you're talking about the the, the series finale <laughs> no, 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 no. This was no. That, like, that's the one where she appears at the after she died. No, no, no. This was one is back in like season three or something like that, where it was basically an alternate timeline where humanity was still at war with the Klingons and saving this ship. Oh, that was because. Uh, oh, yesterday. Okay, that's yesterday's Enterprise. Correct. That's um, it. Sorry, because she did Enterprise. appear in the final episode. But yes. They um Enterprise C enters Enterprise D's time space continuum. And Correct. And that's right. There's that, the continuing war with the Klingons, and then she's still alive. Yes, right, right, right. And Tasha and, goes with them, and that creates a whole new new timeline for Tasha's character. Was the best TNG episode I ever watched. That entire alternate timeline where you know humanity's still war with the Klingons, you know, Tasha Yar is still alive. It was um, you know, just that that break from from, you know, the Enterprise being, you know, everything being day-to-day as usual to, you know, that that jump to it being a, a warship was just brilliant. And that episode, as far as I'm concerned, is the best episode of TNG. Um, I'm sure you all disagree, but I mean, you know, but, but it was a great episode. It was and a solid episode. It was very good. I think that my own feeling is that if we're taking into account alternate timelines and such, you know, being, being that that, that episode was as great as it was, I, I feel like, like time travel does have to exist as a part of TNG in order for it to be, um, um, in order f- for it to be Star Trek. It just, you, you know, alternate timelines, you, you know, somebody mentioned, uh, you know, going, you know, going back in, in the, in the past to Victorian times and such, you know, it's one thing, but it just, I feel like those moments are what makes Star Trek what it is. It, it just can't be sci-fi every episode. It also, it also has to have those little, um, um, those little standalone things, I guess you could say, I don't know, I'm really drunk. So <laughs> I mean, not, I, I mean, really, I'm kind of glad you guys, I'm kind of glad that, that my camera's not working right now, but it's, um, but I feel that that's what makes Star Trek what it is, is those special time theme shows, whether it be, you know, time travel or alternate timelines or whatever it may be, that's, that's what makes it as brilliant as it is. I would agree. Just like Kenny says, uh, when the loop, I love those surprise time travel episodes. Like yeah. The episode where they find Data's head in an archaeological site. Yeah, I go, think that's I think that's time zero. Yeah. And I'm like, and you just question and go, what the fuck did Data do? Yeah. Like, you have no idea. Like, like yeah. is this Data? Like, how do you find Data? Data, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Ken, what do you think? 
Uh, I don't know, Joe. What you Hello, just said ladies. was uh, very, very well said. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the points on that one. Um, oh, look at that! You're welcome, Joe. You're welcome. You know, I gotta say that was a pretty good episode. Um, yeah, I think it was better than the Star Wars episode. I just, I just, I just love the jump from the Enterprise being, you know, as it always is, day in and day out, to immediately being a warship. It just, just brilliant. In the Star Wars episode, we were just talking about all the characters we'd have sex with. Yeah, that's that's was, that's true. Um, it wasn't very Star Warsy at all. It was just rot bad. Yeah, I'd fuck a Wookie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah. All I right, Snake Eater. That is it's, it's episode Death Eater. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here she comes. That's a good one. She's a snake Eater. <laughs> I fuck <laughs> BBJ. We could do a whole episode on just that. Well, this is this has been a this has been a lot of fun. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, um, you know, it's it, you know, there. You know, the great thing about Star Trek, Star Wars, even Harry Potter, which Art was just playing, is that there's plenty of areas that we haven't even you know dive you, you know dove into just yet. So it's. Uh, so many more podcasts. So many more podcasts. Yes. Yeah. This podcast is never ending, you bitches. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. That's right. So uh before we uh before we go, Kenny, oh excuse me, Ken and Kelly, is there anything you would like to plug? Perhaps the TV show that you're currently looking out for so that our listeners won't be uh pirating it. No, I can't talk about work. <laughs> Well, whatever show Kelly's I'm moving sucks. I'm <laughs> uh, moving to North Carolina at the end of October. Oh, welcome to the land of even more sweat, but a little bit more snow. Okay. I love North Carolina. Talking to your nipples, didn't I? Yes, I'm going to propose. Oh, look at that! Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this show. Well, not. look, he's going to propose before she even hears this episode. This episode isn't airing for weeks. <laughs> yeah, as long as it happens in November, it's fine. So yeah. No, that's not actually that's it, not true. It's going to happen in October, but it's cool. Well, I was say, yeah, oh, I'll make sure she doesn't that, listen to this. But look, none of our none of our significant others listen to this show, so it doesn't really matter. My wife listens to it when I listen to it in the <laughs> car. Because she has no choice. Wow. But here, Damn. wait, Kenny, does she actually listen to it or does she dick around on her phone playing Candy Crush or something? Oh, no, she's dicking around. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> so she doesn't even know. Right, exactly. So I can sit here and play this and she won't even realize what it. What are you doing, no. step bro? Yeah, face yeah. fuck. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Yeah, all, all of these things. You could play them all day. And she'd That's know. true. Though, actually, what was the one you said was really loud that I should play? Oh. That always um, gets their attention. Gets my attention. Yeah. I have to turn it down every time. Oh, uh, by the way, I have... This is great radio. I have Sirius yeah, I XM radio temporarily, mm -hmm. and I've heard the theme music twice on Sirius oh, XM. Look, okay, everybody has the same <laughs> fucking subscription. Too, I'm like... <laughs> Everyone has the same subscription to artlist.io. Okay, we're all getting the same licensed royalty-free shit. Uh, it, look, this the guy who makes this music is fucking brilliant. What are you gonna do? Okay, he's he's a high downloader. It was. So. It was for two different commercials. <laughs> I was like, wait, da -da -da, da -da -da. I've, I've heard Dude, it. I've, 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 heard, I've heard our music on different things too. Both of them, both cuts. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it happens. It happens. Because um, we're awesome. Joe, anything you want to say before we go? Nah, I'm good. Okay. Well, it was <laughs> great not wants seeing... Anybody to do any NASA stuff, come find me on Facebook and Instagram at uh, just search for Cosmic Kelly. Cosmic Kelly. And my uh, info will come up and we can talk about NASA. I, I, I want to... I want to I want to do some NASA. I was going to say yeah, if NASA was like a euphemism, that was literally the dirtiest call out you've ever made. <laughs> like so if anybody's in ATM essentially, stuff. if you're like any anybody like ATM or A to A, um go ahead and search me on Facebook. I'm at this and uh we'll uh, we'll do some ATM. It's great. 
I'll tell I'll tell my wife I'm flying out to California because she owes me a trip, and uh, me and Kelly are going to get down with some yeah. NASA. Stuff. All right, I promise you. By the Woo. next episode, I'm come up with I'm going to come up with a dirty acronym for what NASA means in some weird sexy way. Uh, oh, Ken, God. you got anything you want to share? Anal, um, Is everybody done? Uh, Sorry, after Joe, the go. NASA stuff, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kelly's going to wear her helmet. Oh, I think Joe was trying to awesome. say not anal. Uh, same anal. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great Fine. helmet, Kelly. This is playing Thank playing you. great. Um, Kenny, why don't you read us out? <laughs> uh, yep. Thanks again, guys, for coming out and joining <laughs> oh God, us. Kelly. Uh, this is that hair. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Go on. <laughs> I can't. I can't concentrate. Okay, you can now find us at thatwasdisappointing.com. Uh, that was disappointing on Facebook and wherever you download your podcast from. <laughs> We drop an episode weekly every Monday morning. What is she doing? I don't now? know. We need to take a video of this. Tethered. She's tethering herself She's in. She's being tethered. She's reenacting like scenes from 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 fucking gravity. Gravity. Thank you. <laughs> Space camp. Please like, Space subscribe, camp. <laughs> leave a comment, good or bad. And uh, don't forget, October 29th, Facebook Live, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific. We're doing hot sauce, too. Thanks, everybody. Peace Bye. out. Thank you. Oh yeah! I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic. No more beer. No more beer. My heart to cheer. Goodbye, whiskey. I used to sleep for seasons. So and you come in again. Gosh! Oh, that was disappointing. Oh, that was. Ugh. And don't bet on it, Picard.